You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Yo, it's Friday. It is Friday. It's the brew. Jay's got it's the Rona. It's been a nightmare this week, I'm not going to lie. I don't like not having Jay here. He centres everything. He does, yeah. He does. He gets things sorted. I've just been on the phone for about an hour. Yeah. Um, all right. All right, not too bad. How are you doing, bro? All right. It's been a minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, I haven't seen any news or anything today. I've been well busy. Well, do you want some news or do you just want to talk not nonsense? Because I know we like to talk nonsense on this show. Let's start with the news and I'll see how I feel. Uh, Luke Shaw's out for two or three weeks because he's having the metal in his leg taken out because that, that was a problem. Well, he, had, he was playing with Matt. Yeah, you know when he had his leg break and all that kind of stuff. He had metal poles and all that kind of stuff to fix it. Sounds like the kind of thing that could have waited until summer. Um, well, they've said no. They've said they're going to get it done, so he's out for two or three weeks. You know that Rafael Varane lad? Oh, yeah. He's injured again. Brilliant. He said still injured in the press conference, Ralph, which to me sounds like he's already been injured, but I'm sure he played the last time he played. He's been injured. Yeah, so he's been injured and he's still injured. Yeah, so he's injured. Who else is injured? Uh, Scott McTominay's out. So it's looking good for. But Ronaldo's back, so it's all good. And that's that. That's all the news. We might actually play with the striker, which would be nice. Everton are so bad and all, aren't they? Honestly, we're going to make hard work of this. I guarantee. Yeah, it's going to be hard work. This really hard work. It's going to be like a one nil in it. Fuck's sake, someone. Yeah, to someone. It could be to them. <laughs> it's frightening because oh. yeah, it's just like they are really bad. They could they if if things work out relatively normal, which is United take points off Everton. <laughs> not saying beat them because <laughs> we can't be that confident. Oh, Mate. Take points off them. Burnley are playing Norwich. Burnley could oh, get out I, of relegation. I think Burnley could. get out of it. I think there was some serious mind games from Dyche the other day. Whether or not he actually said to the lads at half time. This lot don't know how to score a goal. Yeah. Or whatever he just said to the press, that's yeah. what he said. Because either could be true. I love it. Because Absolutely. that's, I mean, you've seen title race mind games. But like relegation race mind games, I mean, they're a bit different story, aren't they? But Burnley can do it. They can grind a result out. This yeah. Everton team, yeah. I mean, it speaks to me in 24 hours, but this Everton team can't grind a result it out. It doesn't look like it. And they've got some players you just not. They're not happy with it at all. They're not that kind of... Whole they've defense, never been used to it. Like, yeah, I think Holgate, that's the new thing. Godfrey, 
Michael Keane, two years ago, a lot of them had the world at their feet. And I don't know what it is at the moment. Like, Godfrey's the one that surprised me because I rated him quite a bit. But, but he's yeah. had COVID in a bad way. Yeah. And it's affected him long term. Yeah. That's mad. Because he's just not looked the same. I, ra I rate him highly, but that, that mistake the other day was bad. They just look awful. I think, it's like you said, there's just guys that are not used to it in that team. Like, Alan, like, even, I mean, Dakari obviously done it with Watford. Yeah, but both of them lot were, like, they were good yeah. recently. Yeah. Like, I was looking at their team and going, there's loads of them start. I mean, loads of them probably still start for us. Alan probably still just start for us. But he's been shit. And Shalati <laughs> last season had them playing all right as well, isn't it? Like, up to a point. It's like when yeah. they're, like, in the top four for a bit and they're, like, this, they had hammers. They started well, didn't they? Yeah. And then they fell off in a bit of a way. Um, it was a weird season. Ancelotti, I wonder if he's regretting leaving Everton <laughs> <laughs> to get to a Champions League semi final and managing Benzema, which is 80 not a minute hat trick Mate, from how, Benzema. How he's good so does good. he look at the minute? He is frightening. Untouchable. So Untouchably good. good. And do you know what? I, I mean, I mentioned this on the live the other day, but we were watching the game of the night and you're watching Benzema scoring the goals and you go in. We were meant to sign him when Ronaldo left. Like, that was the one. That, that killed 2009. That, that was the one. 2009. Him, man. And then you look we'll at the other. Yeah, you look at the other players though that are doing it there. Cruz, he was signed up apparently. Yeah, Modric as well was one of the ones that was like. I'm not sure we were ever in for not for Modric. Well, it would have made so much sense. Yeah. Would have made sense. We should have been yeah. in for Modric. Yeah, but yeah, three players that we could have got ten years out of. And Instead, we get like fucking Di Maria for six months. <laughs> Far cow. Pogba probably for about over the course of the six years he's been here six months. Yeah. Jesus Christ, we've Varane as well. Varane, about six months part of that fucker. And this is, I, I said this, the start of this season... How fucking zoomed in is that, by the way? Very much zoomed in, right on your face. But, <laughs> <laughs> but we've talked all the, all the time about how Ronaldo's upset things and all this kind of stuff this season. Varane's come in, I'm not saying he's, made, has he upset things? And also, he's not played. And when he's played, you can't. You're not telling me he's looked. He's looked good in, at times, but he's not looked. He's looked fine, exceptional. I rate Varane, but I don't Marty get. Fine. I, I mean, don't get it. Fine, from yeah. Fans. I look honestly. I love Varane. Like he's so someone I. I've always rated, but I don't get the hype from our fans this season. It's like, yeah, every team news is like, yo, he's there. He's there. Like he's the guy. He's not had amazing games. He's not like come in and just yeah. sorted the defense out. Like we still had a lot of problems in this yeah. team. Very much so. So, I yeah, I, I honestly just don't get it with this United team right now, man. Someone's going to sign Schlotterbeck and... Um, He's good. And Timber. He's really Probably good. for about 60, 70 million for the two of them. And they're going to be a Rio and Vidic-ish partnership for 10 years. You reckon? You reckon they're going to I think Schlotterbeck doesn't want to leave Germany, but oh, if you can get him, he's good, man. He's so dominant on the ball. He, so, well. here's what I know. Manchester United don't rate him. That is wild. Which is not good. He's exactly the type of defender I'd buy for this Sup team. Supposedly, Manchester United don't rate him, but also Ralph doesn't rate him. Which I've got that, all, not from Ralph, obviously, but pretty much horse's yeah. mouth. Um, and I was like, have you seen That's this play? <laughs> is there the case? Some, they said something like they didn't, they didn't like his reports. And I'm like, who's writing reports on us right now? On us? Because yeah. have you read them? <laughs> United's, United's scouting again. You look at the two... Since the Ten Hag stuff come out and they've gone, we're trying to make him sign Harry Kane, Declan Rice and Jude Bellingham. And you kind of go, are and, they not and trying Phillips? anything different? Have we only got the E page? Yeah, do we only do them? England International. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I just, I don't understand. There's never this, 
bit of a quirky signing that United do. You go, oh, that could work. There's never someone from a different team. You go, mm, that might. Okay, we'll wait to see. It's like these, like sign someone from Spartak Moscow. No, none of that. There is none of that. You should get Quincy Promise. <laughs> Try something different. I'd be happy with that. Talk from here. I should put a, You can do it when it's five mil. Yeah. How much is it? Six mil. Okay. I don't know if it works. It works. If it doesn't, yeah. it gives a fuck. But we don't. But we don't try the thirty million pound gambles, really. Obviously. If you look at that Liverpool team, the majority of that team is built on like thirty, forty million pound signings, like Salah. Mario, yeah, I, I mentioned this a couple of times over the last few days. You look like Klopp was allowed to sign a new eleven, but he didn't do it on eighty million pound centre halves. He added the eighty million pound yeah. centre half at the end. And he was kind of a bit of a, him and Alisson were kind of a little bit of a last piece of the jigsaw. And then they just went off. But not a lot of people are going to want to admit this because there's just this whole fucking narrative shift. He came eighth twice. A bit like Arteta. Did he come eighth twice? No, once. Twice? No, he didn't twice. He Has came he? twice the first season he came in. Oh, he came in at the end. Oh. And then when he wouldn't, I think they won the yeah. FA Cup. Do you know what? Sometimes that. maybe there's, a, there's something to be said about just not tanking it and certainly not purposely tanking it, but there's something to be allowed to just be like, let this play out. There is. There is the next step, though, that Klopp then went, right, we finished eight twice. They did get to a Champions League final, a Europa League final and the Champions League final. All oh, right, are they, are well. they important now? They? Yeah. I, well, I think they are. Again, I, I agree. But then he went, right, we've got to do this now. And then he spent the eighty million on them two play- the eighty million each got on Allison, two players. Got Allison, got Van Dyke, got Fabinho. I think he's probably the most un- underrated of everything. He's he's Fifty million on yeah. Fabinho, and he's I think he's if best, if not one of the best in that position in the world. Yeah, without a doubt. So he, they did that, and I think for me, Solskjaer did that this season. Went right, we've got to do it now. He no, went, but last season's when we should have done it, and then when you look at the position we were in last season, and this is where you got to feel sorry. I think for Oli in a sense that. If you just gone and bought a DM instead of Van der Beek, like it's just basic yeah, stuff. Yeah. You go and buy Donny, and then you're like, okay, how we're we gonna work this out? Another number eight. Yeah, it's almost like we had um, we we'd been shopping without a shopping list almost. Yeah, yeah. We bought some shiny things. Ronaldo was opportunistic, certainly not planned, but actually, you know, he hasn't been the issue that a lot of people want to paint mm-hmm. him as. Because guess what, fuck faces, we haven't even had any other strikers. When Cavani's you- been like. House hunting or riding yeah. horses or something. I don't know what the fuck he's been doing. <laughs> he's in Uruguay. Rashford's been a waste of a shirt. Yeah. Greenwood's like kind of under house arrest. Like Tony Marshall just completely fucking checked out in every sense of the word. Like if Ronaldo wasn't here, we literally might be fucking fighting Everton this weekend for a fucking relegation battle. But yeah. also, and I think this is one thing that I'm happy to blame Ollie for. He did sign Maguire and he did sign Wambasaka. And he did have players that suited, Rashford as well especially, did have players that suited being a counter-attacking football team. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And now whether the pressure was internal, external, or intrinsic in himself, we changed from being a predominantly counter-attacking side, which was working for us, to being a side that wanted to 
I mean, literally, our, our average defensive action moved like 15 yard further up the pitch. So we became a team that wanted to have the ball, wanted to defend 1v1 on the halfway line. And if we, here's where I can blame him. If he knew he was going to make that transition, he should have never signed Harry Maguire. Yeah. You don't sign Harry Maguire and then go, let's see if he can run back 50 yard. Because the Spurs 6-1 was the first game where you go, this, this, ain't, this ain't having it. Because we got fucking a Blasky boot in that game. Could you've done it though if he'd have switched two or three at the back? And was that maybe something he was planning? You look at the signs he made, made Tellez, who is not a left back, is he? No. He plays left, he could have been left wing back. But you've also got Trippier that he missed out on, he wanted to sign this summer, was 30 million pound at the time. I think, did Newcastle pay 20 million still for him? And he had like 12 million for him. So still paid a lot of money for someone. Was that kind of the plan that, do you know what, I'm going to move to three at the back here? I've got Varane, got Maguire, I can play Lindelof there. I just need the midfielder as well to do it. Maybe. For the time being, I'm going to stick with what I know. And that's why we were maybe looking at more offensive midfielders. Maybe that's DMs. it. I haven't heard that, but no. I don't think it's a ridiculous theory. No. There's all these we did, we did well when he switched to that the season before. In yeah. 1920 for Some certain games. With Luke yeah. Shaw play, filling at left back. I mean, yeah. maybe that might have been the other option. Yeah, yeah. PSG. Maybe that back, was sorry, left centre half. But... Who knows? There is a couple of super chats. We'll get there, get to them. Akash, uh, thank you very much. Says hope the rumours of getting Timber are true. If nothing else, just so next season when Maguire falls on his behind, we can shout Timber, save us, please. Um, and Daniel said this Varane thing is getting a bit annoying, isn't it? It definitely is. Steve, what is your predicted eleven now that injuries are confirmed? Oh, fuck it, no, you don't know. It's, it's going to be Lindelof and Maguire, isn't it? There's, there's two. It's easy. It's going to be Tellers and Delo. Tellers and Delo. Easy. Yes, yeah. There's no McTominay. There's no... So it's going to be Matic. My predict 11's fucked. It's going to be Matic. It's going to be Matic. It's going to be Fred because he's our best oh, player. Oh, fuck it. Throw Garnacho in there. Let's fucking have him. Hopefully so. Hopefully so. Do you know what? If Ralph's just gone fully like, yeah, we've appointed Ten Hag, they've told me to sling it or they've not told me to sling it or they've told me whatever the fuck it is. I'm playing that Argentinian kid. Fuck it. It'd be good to see. It'd be really good to see him throw a few... Because guarantee... Every single kid that's made a debut for United, at least on their debut, has looked sensational. Yeah, even that. What's his name? The guy that played for like half a minute against Palace. Or was it Josh Harrop? Yeah, yeah. Like, like the guy fucking like, goalie scored. Like Never scored a goal like or something. <laughs> like a guy's turning defenders in, sticking it top bins. Do you think there might be something with the Youth Cup final? Do you think maybe there's something of you're not touching these lads just yet? No, I, I, think I, I would go the opposite way. And I would say, give them Premier League yeah, experience confidence. and have them bounce into that. Yeah. But um, do you, I know that's what you, th you would do, but do you think that that's why they're not still? Do you think there might be someone in there going, you're not having these yet, we've got this to deal with? I think it's the situation United are in. I think if we were in a better situation, like settled into the top four, we would have seen a couple. Like Mesbury seemed to be like lurking yeah. in around the team for a long time, warming up. You see him off the bench and stuff and then he just never actually plays. Erdy ain't got the best attitude. Yeah, I've heard things as well. Likes a night out, the lad. Can't heard. be told stuff in training and things. This, I mean, these are just rumours and stuff, and you don't, but you don't know how much this is affecting him. You don't know whether this is what's yeah. keeping him out of the team or not, or it's just that he's not quite ready yet. And also, like you said, throwing someone like that in at the minute when we're a bit shit is, is a worrying thing <laughs> to do. With our fans. With our fans. <laughs> Alanga was getting so much shit last week, and you're like, he was good two weeks ago, lads. Just, he's having... You've now put all the pressure on. But well, the thing yeah, is, United fans do this with everyone. Like, yeah. they'll go through this. They've done it. They'll do it with Rashford. Alanga will in a few years. It's all that. It's a structural issue, man. Like, 
I said it the other day on the show, like how many players do you look at this team and you go, I rate this guy, I rate this guy. Everyone just goes around calling everyone crap in the team. And it's like, the structure's just not there, man. And no. it's hurting a lot of these players. Yeah, a lot of them are not asked, to be fair. But I bro, think if United wanted to make a bigger deal out of the Youth Cup final, and commercially, you know that they do. Oh, yeah. You know they're trying to make a big deal out it's of it. It's the first I, one, isn't it? For yeah, us, since for like ages. I think that if I put a commercial, like, fucking leech's head on, I reckon they'd say, debut Garner, debut a couple of the lads at McNeil or something. Yeah. Debut some of the lads that are going to play in it, and we can make a big deal out of the Youth Cup then. I actually think they'd go the opposite way, not protect them, but... Let the, let the fans see them so then we can pack out Old Trafford for yeah. the final. Another super chat. Do uh, eat your shit bags. <laughs> Andre said, we were, we were a counter-attacking side. However, in press conferences, Ollie was telling us we were playing attacking football the United way. Counter-attacking is a, is a part yeah, of... It wasn't exactly way. like we didn't dominate some games or like, I feel in 1920, like just before, obviously we ended up second last season, but when I'm looking at that, that season there was a mixture of performances from United. There were actually some good performances yeah, yeah. that were, we were on the front foot, like we still battered a couple of, the, you know, the Norwiches and stuff down the league. But overall, it looked like Oli was building something. Like even Maguire's yeah. first season, like you look at the guys that fell off, Wan-Bissaka. Do you know what's mad is, Oli got abused for just being all vibes. I could fucking kill for some vibes right now. Yeah. Well, the, Sometimes the all you need is vibes. Don't, like, don't revise yeah. it though. Yeah. He, he yeah. did have to go when he went. Yeah, yeah. yeah. because it, go, it, it, go, yeah. it had fell. I don't know if he backed himself. I don't know if the players believed in him. It got weird, and it it, it was time when he went. But fuck me, like I think the longer it goes on, the shitty United are, the higher his stock is rising. Yeah. He's moving up from like sixth and seventh choice in like you know as managerial jobs come up, people are like actually. He's not that bad. Well, if, Everton, the state, if Everton stay up, he's going to be up there because Lampard's going to go shortly. Even if Lampard keeps doing him Lampard's up. PR, honestly. I, c- I can't believe he took the Everton job. He's such an idiot. Same as Donny going there as well. <laughs> I don't know who made him make that move. Like The only thing, it might have been him going, do I move to London for six months? Yeah, or do I stay, I stay in months? the same house and go... Don't have to do anything. Yeah. Drive down there. Because that might have been a decision. Lampard interviewed for the Norwich job. I thought Lampard turned it down. Well, he interviewed for it. Because it was him and Dean Smith, in it? And then I mean, Dean Smith got it. The Norwich job's a, a tough one, isn't it? I had You're some juicy down. goss I was going to spill, but I forgot it. Oh, that's good. <laughs> was it about Norwich? <laughs> no, who was it about? Oh, no, it was Le- uh, Levi Colwell. So I did a video today on um, Five mm-hmm. um, called The Secret Scout. And me and Anton Ferdinand have spoke about um, uh, Gay, um, Menge, and uh, Colwell. Colwell's fucking unreal, you know. He's smashing it at Huddersfield. A range of passing that defender shouldn't have. It's fucking frightening. Um, word on the street is there's several Premier League clubs have offered f- fat cash for him. I'm talking like the sort of cash where where you go fucking really the sort of cash that we did for for Wambasaka and everyone goes like Bellingham kind of cash. Maybe not that sort of cash, although. I haven't got the exact figure. I just got told, fat cash. This is the thing that you've, I think people, again, Bellingham's kind of created this, is if someone, young lad's doing it well in the championship, it's so transferable to yeah, big anywhere. leagues. It's because a fucking hardcore league. It's a hard league, league which is why league, yeah. I think people are a bit excited about Garner and everything coming back next year, because he has been doing so well recently. I think everyone's going, do you know what? If you bring him in, you bring even the one midfield signing, 
you've got a decent chance maybe next year and stuff like that. So, or there's Ga- a, Garner's there's not a new even midfield. You know what? Garner's not even really a defensive midfielder if you watch no. him this season. This season, he's played like a ten. Yeah. There's games where you see him drop deep, but another the amount of times I watch him this season, what? he's just running oh, beyond. <laughs> yeah, it's just like another player that just plays high up the pitch that can do something from deep, but isn't a deep midfielder. Like It's a problem. Hopefully you get someone coaching in there that can, can sort that out. There's a few more Super Chats, and one has answered the other for years. Have we connected Ten Hag to 1991 yet? And Abdullah's gone. He's Dutch. He was in Ten Hag scored his first goal in the 1991 season. He also won Dutch second division that season and taken that as a sign. There you go. He probably visited Rotterdam that year. There you go. Uh, we can, you know, I can connect Rennie to it. Easy. I think Rennie said he went to it. Let's talk about Ten Hag for a bit then. It's looking very, very positive that that's going to be the case. Oh, really? Is that broke today, did it? Broke today, yeah. I think we've done about 48 videos on him. A few more. Fucking better do. <laughs> and then... <laughs> But the Rene stuff's interesting as well. What do you make of this bringing in a... People are going back and going, oh, another one, another old ex-coach and all this. Fuck those people. It's a good one. Fuck them, right? Here's the thing. People go, oh, this never... Like, you've got to bring others in. Like, what happened when we brought Fergie in? Fergie brought Brian Kidd and Nobby Styles in, right? Nobby Styles was heavily involved in the academy and the Class of 92 boys. Not as the head coach, but he was one of the coaches. Uh, and Brian Kidd, he literally made him his assistant. What was Brian Kidd's qualifications, you asked? Uh, he, he won a European Cup for United in 1968. That was his qualifications. Yep. That's it. So there's always a benefit to having that connection. Not only that, right? People look at what Rene's doing now, right? He's assistant manager of Australia. Where's that rank in terms of world football? Who the fuck knows, right? And he wasn't great as, um, as, the, as the, the head coach at Fulham. But I'll tell you this, Rennie Mullenstein is one of the finest technical coaches and he fully understands exactly what Manchester United should play like when they're on form. We was a shinned fucking shot into the stands and an offside goal away from seven titles consecutively during Rennie's time. It's not bad. He came in 2007, and that's literally start of the fucking, that last period of dominance that we had. Didn't he come from like... Qatar or something as well. He'd had some mad jobs. He's been at Mulder. I think he'd been at Mulder at least anyway. Something along those lines. Yeah, but it didn't work out for him. He might have gone with Oli or something like that. Um, And he came back to United as, um, I think he was part of the junior system at first. Yeah, he was, yeah. Then he became like first team sort of technical and then he became like de facto assistant manager. Um, You listen to some of the 1v1 stuff that the players did with him. I knew, because I'd seen a video, he's, he's part of that Coerva sort of coaching method, which is Will Coerva, a uh, Dutch coach. A lot of touches on the ball, a lot of real technical stuff. And I'd saw a lot of the stuff that he did with Paul Scholes, some drills where they would have Paul Scholes in the centre circle. And they'd have Valencia and Nani just fucking bombing down each wing. And they would have Scholes with his back to them. Um, and they would call out like a, a colour and he would have to like beat a mannequin and then fucking ping one. Um, like in two touches. Yep. And obviously he's doing it with backspin. He'd land it on their hand if they wanted. Um, and they would do drills like that. And he said that was one of the, the ones that they did with skulls, just constantly f- fucking sending balls into that final third for them. What I didn't know he did was 1v1s with Rio on defensive positioning. Now, obviously, and very famously, he divided the box up into all these different triangles and told uh, Ronaldo, or shown Ronaldo, all the different types of shot. He, you know, he pulled Ronaldo aside and was like, listen, we all want to score top top bins goals where you're probably missing 15, 
10, 15 goals a season if you just fucking score tappings. Why don't we score some tappings? The very next season he scores 23, the season after he scores 42, right? You don't want this man at the club. You're a fucking his, idiot. He knows his, he knows You're an absolute fucking idiot. Like, Ten Hag's obviously, I don't know what relationship he's got prior with Rennie Mullenstein. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. But he will be able to relate to a lot of things. Being a, you know, a fellow countryman that came from relatively modest playing career uh, in Holland, he'll be able to relate to a lot of things with Ten Hag. You're going to want someone that can be able to navigate the enormity of Manchester United. And someone to be like, hey, mate, is this fucking normal? Yeah. And they go, yeah, this is pretty normal. And here's some other things that you're going to have to... We won 1-0 and everyone's lost a shit. Yeah, yeah, that's that's normal. That yeah, happens. and he's going to want someone with that sort of background in the club. Rennie Mullenstein's not here as a fucking token figure. No. If he's here, and it's my understanding that he might have had someone from the club be in touch with him about this. Right. The, um, if, he, if he joins Ten Hag as part of his staff, you're getting someone that knows the standard, knows the club will probably have a, a real good handle on the capabilities of Eric Ten Hag. And someone, you know, you, you want to talk about the technical coaching that's maybe lacked in the last few years? He's got it. This this is what this guy does. His track record is fucking phenomenal. And his book's sensational, by the way, as well. <laughs> I hope he gets the second one out before he takes this job. We've got a super chat here that leads us perfectly onto the next bit. Maguire and Shaw sat brought to you by Manscaped unlike United don't get caught out because you don't take care of your backslide sorry backline and on that note here's a word from our sponsors right then we interrupt the show to say thank you to today's sponsor Manscaped and the question is have you started your spring cleaning yet the carpets need cleaning the drapes need dusting and the lawn of course needs mowing. It's simple as that. Spring has sprung and the global leaders in below-the-waist male grooming have the best tool for your clean-up on aisle five. Yes, that's what it says. It's time to clear out your winter bush and join the four million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com to get 20% off and free shipping using the code Housen. That's 20% off and free shipping using the code Housen. Grooming is more than just reducing the amount of hair on your body. It's bringing confidence. It's bringing a stature to your game, yeah? You go into a room and you know you've probably got the best balls gooch and arsehole in that room. The Performance Package 4.0 is the only thing you need to keep your boys fresher, smoother, and cleaner than the tulips on the spring walks you'll be taking with your loved ones. To start off your spring cleaning, Manscaped have brought you the Lawn Mower 4.0, and this is the most precise technology to trim your hair. Edges, right? Not the one, not the two, not the three, the 4.0. This is the latest and greatest technology from Manscaped. It's got an LED light. It's also got a little lock on it. So when you put it in your travel bag, it doesn't turn on. When you put it in your overhead luggage and it sounds like you've got something weird in your luggage. No, no. You lock it, you put it in your bag, and you go on all day. It's the best way to trim your balls. Finish off the grooming routine with the Plow 2.0, the perfect razor for the finest shave on your face, because if you're using the lawnmower 4.0 on your balls and your face, you're doing it wrong. You need the Plow 2.0. 
And the start of spring also marks the start of Testicular Cancer Awareness Month in April, and Manscaped has partnered with the Testicular Cancer Society to bring awareness to testicular cancer, men's health, and early cancer detection. So smell oh so fresh and check yourself before you wreck yourself with Manscaped. Again, get 20% off and free shipping using the code Housen at manscaped.com. That is 20% off and free shipping using the code Housen at manscaped.com. It's time to throw out your old hygiene habits and upgrade your life. On with the show. And then he said, that's illegal in Thailand. Wow. You've been, you've been holding that one for the entire time, <laughs> haven't you? We've got a couple more Super Chat. What happened, first on to Steve, what happened to the podcast with He Who Shall Not Be Named? It's in the pipeline. In the pipeline. And he is well aware of everything. everything. <laughs> Should be amazing. It is genuinely going to be amazing, isn't it? I, re- I hope it's good. I hope in terms of it calls you out on it a bit and I hope you go back and forth a bit because it, it'd be good and it's it's something that doesn't, I don't think it's happened much in all of this in terms of anything online has been someone going... This has never happened. I don't, I don't agree with that. I stand by everything I said. The closest bit to it was Gary Neville calling out the Arsenal lot. And actually this will be well better. Be more, a lot better. This yeah. will be well better. I think so. I agree. Other one, Daniel Kirk's put in, thoughts on Tedden and Timber centre-back partnership? Very, very, very raw. Like, I'm a big yeah. fan of Tedden, obviously. Anyone who's watched 14 seconds I mean, understands that. It's fucking Clayton. Yeah. Every team needs someone from Clayton in a team. But he's still raw. Yeah. Like, I reckon another season, polish up his mistake. <laughs> you look at the performances Colwell's put in, for example, this season. United aren't in for Colwell, right? Yeah. Or Bale, for those that have been trying to fucking get onto my sneaky little winks and stuff. United aren't in for Colwell. I fucking wish we were because I would be fucking climbing the walls right now. The kid's unreal. Um, but if you look at the performances, like the. Tedden's had good performances. Yeah. Colwell's had dominating performances where you go, fucking hell. Like, Tedden's had moments, but he's not had... I think he's a year younger than him anyway, or I think he's a year younger than him. He might not, not, not be, actually. But he's not quite hit that level that Colwell's hit. I think the other thing, I mean, I, I remember watching him in that... I remember we had United Leeds in the Youth Cup, I think, a couple of years ago. I remember watching him in that game, and he was just another level to everyone physically as well. Whereas I think he plays in these games, he plays the first team yeah, and you go, it. I'm not anymore. And it's not that he's not strong enough or anything like that, but you're not the strongest guy on the pitch it's anymore. A big step you're not like a, you're not like Van Dijk is now, where it, like, he's, the, he's the big man. Van Dijk wasn't that at 19. No, exactly. So he's, he's, got, he's got a frame to grow into. The best attribute he's got is his mentality. Yeah. Because he's, he's a, f- like, people are going to want to, you know, oh, which fucking United player does he, you know, Vidic, just put his head in stupid places, yeah, yeah. just fucking demand to get on to stuff yeah. I, a violent first and yeah. ask questions later like that's the template that I see from him um, he can play he can yeah. pick a pass his speed is uh, you know, his speed is probably enough to make you go if Maguire ever can't fucking play because like, you know, we don't want to bag on Maguire but there are attributes to his game which has you know, got him the England caps and this that and the other and for us to pay 80 million for him at one point whether or not we was we had our pants down or not. I mean, we definitely did. But there's still reasons that he's going to play ahead of the likes of Ted and Menge. If, if Maguire's out, though, you'll see a different United if Ted and played because yep. of the speed. Some of those um, recovery runs that he was doing at Lee Sports Village in the 23s and in the 18s. Yeah, yeah. I've seen some of those where he just like... 
they just catch defy very, physics. Very quick forwards. Defy physics. And not only does he catch them, he's past them yeah. and then goes to ground. And you're like, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you, I think Rio talked about this where he kind of went that, do you know what? I used to like let someone have a head start and do it. Give him a yard, yeah. Give him a yard and then do it. But <laughs> you've got to adapt to that soon and go, you can't do that every time you play, especially if you play no, you're Premier gonna League come, and Champions League. It's like a fucking Mbappe or something like that. And you're going to be like, give him a yard. Oh my God, where's he going? Yeah. <laughs> and, and you're going to maybe just go, do you know what? I'll just ease into him and then not quite dig in. And then next minute, you've got someone that's stronger and just edges you back. And you, you play in someone like Antonio who just goes some, yeah, elbows you and that's you Picks done. you up and puts you on the other side yeah. of him. Like, and up. you've got to get used to that. And then, oh, speaking of other centre-halves, uh, Chris Lee just asked, what's happening with Axel Twanze? Because, he, again, hardly playing, is he? In Failed to launch his career, just injuries. Like, people go, oh, you fucking hype up every youth player. Yeah, I do, because Axel's they show a so lot of fucking man. promise. Yeah, yeah. Axel's, Axel's one of the most class. naturally gifted defenders I've ever seen. Pace for days positioning and um, reading of the game. Dominance, man. Another level. But maybe a bit of a weakness in the air. Didn't have the greatest dominating yeah. sort yeah. of heading. Well, I think he was just, he felt that presence sometimes with yeah. him. When you look at that game against Mbappe. Oh, when he went to Villa as well, just did deadlifts for days. Just got massive. <laughs> yeah, it looks huge. But, but injuries. Just, yeah. uh, Ethan Laird's on the... Uh, uh, a precipice now where his career could go either way. Has he been injured at Bournemouth? Because yeah. I've seen a few things go in. He's not in. Because I've seen people go in. He's hardly played and he's not playing. And Scott Parker says he's not ready. But then I've seen he's not even in the squad. So I'm guessing he's in. Is he actually weird injured? move then? If that's the case, because he's he was flying. flying. Yeah. yeah, he was flying. Um, you know, he had a sensational low move back in the last season. Proved a lot of. Um, <laughs> I fuck it, I'll share it because it's funny. Like he got took off, didn't he? Everyone's like, uh, for MK Dons, everyone's like, fucking injured again. He was going to shit himself. So he, <laughs> <laughs> he has to come off his lap. I'm not injured. I was going to shit my pants. <laughs> Brilliant. Amazing. Speaking um, of the loans, though, you know, is like, because we're all excited. You've got possibly Ten Hag coming in. You've possibly got who he's going to bring in. People are mentioning the names and stuff. My feeling is that he's going to sign one big name and get given alone or something like that. He's not going to get three big names in that everyone's kind of doing I don't now. think we should be signing big no. names anyways. But honestly. do you think how important the loans are going to be next season coming back? Because you've got the likes of but Garner Levitt, comes Garvey, back, Galbraith. Levitt, Laird, even the more bigger class ones, you've got Donny van der Beek coming back. You need him to... Because these are new signings. The, these are new signings then. Well, the, the issue in. is when you look at a lot of these players and their profiles is you have to sign someone that goes alongside all of these guys. We look at what Jimmy Garner's doing and, and I've kept a close eye to him and like the last goal he scored, he just like the striker picks it up, goes like straight into the area and he's scored a couple like that this season as well. Yeah. But also very, very, very good from uh, the corner, from the set yeah, piece. Yeah. Like every every game, you look at like four or five chances created just off a great set piece, whether it's into the near post, the back post. Is this why variety. we've been linked with someone like Phillips then who can play on his own in a pivot? Yeah. Because Phillips, so. Garner, and like a Bruno, in terms of balance, makes sense. If Garner plays but like even this. Phillips, Fred, and Bruno is better yeah, than Fred, what we're currently no, playing. Fred, of course, yeah. Yeah. Fred, if you're going to press and you say, you're not allowed in this half, and he's like, all right. Fred as a high eight is, <laughs> is great. Like, he does his job. That's always been his role. Like, yeah. And I think Ralph, to be fair, if Ralph has done a couple of things right, it's one of them is playing Fred in his, his rightful role. Yeah. Uh, Jordan's at Jordan Clark's play, Timber, Phillips, Anthony, I'll be happy. That's the kind of summer I think that we That's need to be summer, expecting. To be I'd rather be happy with that. But to be honest, I do think we'll get, we're going to get one of the big names. I think Ronaldo's going to stay, you know. Yeah, I think so. I reckon he's Where staying, else he go? Yeah. I, I would genuinely love it if he um, if he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm sick around. I'm just going to play Premier League, though. 
I'm not playing that Conference League stuff. Yeah. No chance. Or, or you're, even if we end up in Europa League, I'm just Shout me in the final. Not playing it. <laughs> Shout me yeah, in the he final. Will, he will do. I'll play the final. I'll play there. <laughs> yeah, register me. I'm not fucking playing that. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, he could get away with it. He said, like, oh, yeah. I'm 39, so let's just fucking you know, take it easy. You know, and I'll play whatever. I Rather than sign Anthony, I'd still sign a forward. I bought, and people aren't going to be happy yeah. with this. And again, it's not what I want. It's what I think will happen. A Calvert-Lewin, Calvert, especially yeah, if they go I down, mean, or yeah. a Tammy Abraham. I personally, I love, I love Tammy Abraham. I've always rated him, and I think, I think he was, I think he was, yeah, he's huge, you know. I still think though, but I, I don't think we stuff can get coming out. Cheap. I think we want one of those three ones mentioned before. I think they want a Kane, Rice, or Bellingham. They get. Yeah. I think they want one of them three. In terms of, fitting. I don't think you get any of them three. Yeah. I think they're all smokescreen players because they're all about a hundred million. But I still think they want that. I still think to kick off this new manager, even though it's the best thing to do, would be sign five players that he wants. What they want to do is we're going to give you this new. Thing. I can't see West Ham budging on Declan Rice and no. you sign Kane. And do you know what it is? I always, I always say with Kane, Kane like, does he's what always Ronaldo does. He's in Bruno space. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like unless like in a way where him and Ali did that thing where he'd drop off, Ali would like go into the area. And Who's stuff. doing that with Bruno? Like oh, Bruno's not a bad second striker, but I think it's just unbalanced as an eleven yeah. like that. It just I can't see it working. No. Who's the other one? Bellingham. Bellingham. Too soon. Too soon, but I think they're they're the list and I think that I think they want Liverpool one of them honest. eventually. Don't say that. I don't think Liverpool do that. I think Jude Bellingham eventually goes Liverpool. Too much cash. I don't think not now, do that. but I think he'll push for the Liverpool move. It just I, don't, I don't think Liverpool do it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I don't think Liverpool. I don't Where does he go? Like, he's like he's going to go a year ago when he was all like, "We're going to sign Mbappe." No, you're not. They're not going to at do all. That. They're doing what they've done, which is probably a better decision. Which signed Douglas Luiz and they've signed is it Carvalho from yeah. Fulham. Two fucking instead of getting you've got them two, spend what fifty million quid on them two together. I think they're going to give Salah the bullet. I think they'll be like, they "Yeah, we're going to fucking pay rise. We're going to play him." They're doing it right, to be it's, fair. Yeah, as uh, much as it pains me to say. Goupe Singh has put a uh, biggest rivalry in the Premier League, doesn't it? Don't let's not let's not talk about that nonsense today. As much as we're getting excited about fucking United and Blackburn's is a bigger rivalry as that one fucking Premier League in thirty years. Yeah, it's the how same many times did they thing. finish first and second twice? City are gonna win what last? I mean, Leeds and because we finished twice as much as Liverpool have. In that City time. are gonna win four in five, and they're gonna win one. That's it. That's the same as same as Blackburn United. Ars- the, to overlook the Arsenal United thing. And even United Chelsea. It was nearly a decade. I think it was eight titles. They won three. We won five or something like that. And it was only us that won it. And it was like first, second, first, second, first, second, first, third or something like that, right? Whereas they've had, I think City have won it and Liverpool have been like 20 points off. Did Liverpool win it and City were miles off when they won it? Yeah, when they won it, it City were miles away. Then they've like, Liverpool have come fourth, I think. And we've come fucking second. What a fucking rivalry this is, honestly. Here's the thing, right? Are they both probably the two of the best teams in the world right now? Yeah. But so were Arsenal United. Yeah. So were Arsenal United. Arsenal got to, well, 2006, Arsenal get to Champions League final. Yep. 
Um, you know, yeah. since 2008 United and Chelsea get to a Champions League final. Arguably, Arsenal United, Chelsea always, a big and we beat Arsenal, Arsenal in the, the semi-final. Yeah, we Arsenal always going. That article was like, yo, yo, it was never a rivalry in the Champions League. Well, apart from the, you know, the fact we but that's literally beat them. But the reason it wasn't was that the other European teams were better. But Barcelona in that time were better. Yeah, Madrid Barcelona were not were, a Europa League team, man. But Real Madrid have dominated now, but these last few years have been poor compared to what they were that time and when they were there. That's the why like Juventus as well. Yeah, Juventus and yeah. Um, AC Milan at the time, you know, in, yeah. in the mid-2000s, were fucking unreal. Yeah, so when... We faced them too many times, yeah, man. Way too many times. They but, were good. Uh, Gupit Superchat is saying, as much as we are getting excited about a new manager, but in terms of the structure upstairs, how does it need to change? There's been the news this week as well that not only is potentially Ten Hag the signing, I think this is probably the one that most of us have been more, some of us have been more excited about is that Mitchell is potentially, they're looking at the de is that deputy the director deputy? of football. Isn't that just like saying they don't want to give someone full control, so deputy. But I think they've already given a title to John Murta and now it's kind of like, pick, just, there's some Fair words enough. in there, just pick free and then crack yeah. on. Do you have to give a bit of benefit? If, if say if that happens as well, you've got Ralph on this consultancy thing and whether it's six days a month or whatever it is, having him there is better than him not being there in some way, shape or form. Do you have to give a little bit of credit, not to Woodbury because he's the one that's gone, but Arnold's come in and gone, right, we do need to get a new manager in. We're going to get best of class we can. And the new guy. Ten Hag. Ten Hag's the Potch, biggest available-ish name. Was the second? We're, get, we're second finally best. getting like the new modern manager in a weird way. Like we always get Van Hal. Yeah, this is the, where Klopp like was. Yeah, when yeah, he yeah, came to exactly. Liverpool. But then to get a proper director of football that no, that understands how to sign players in the way Mitchell did, because I think you bring Mitchell unreal record. Hag, I might not buy any more pants. Because the way that he signed players at South, the players he signed at Southampton was it like, like Marnie Van Dyke. I'm Tadic. not sure if he did, but yeah, he like Alderweireld and all of them lot were. And then he did the, the same season thing where they. They finished, like, not finished, sorry, but they were, like, the part of the season where they were, like, in the top four. I think it's when we had Moyes. That was, yeah. like, when he started, wasn't it? Yeah. But then when he went to Spurs... Well, this is the whole thing about Potch. MK Dons. Koeman finished higher with that Spurs, uh, Southampton team. Did he? Google it. <laughs> yeah, but was it and not he's a all... fucking Was it not the year after Potch was... Potch, though. Potch, Potch with Southampton was good, man. That was a good team. Like they just played good football. They did play good football. Did play. And Spurs, to be fair. Fuck you and fuck Potch. Them, two, them <laughs> two years. Them two years at Spurs, like the first two years. Was it the first or was that the second or third season? I yeah, think and Carl when they didn't sign anyone, it was when Mitchell left. Yeah, that was yeah. it. And I think Carl... I think that had more to do with it than like, he didn't want to sign anyone. I think Carl Anker summed up here. He said, we were five years too late on Potch if we were going to do it. Yeah. Yeah, probably. And if we were going to do I this, loved him, it would have been yeah. either instead of Mourinho. But do you know what? It doesn't matter because until you get the structure in place and the authority in place, I can keep saying it's a clean slate with Richard Arnold for me. Ed Woodward had his chance and, and he basically it. bollocked it up for ten years, yeah. lurching from one manager to another. If if it doesn't work out with Ten Hag, but our next appointment is a Nagelsmann or a Tuchel, it's in the same vein. Yeah. yeah, we will be more successful than because we've had we've had some incredible managers, right? Let's say it right. Louis Van Gaal was a fucking serious manager. Serious. Well, it's the time manager. you get Van Gaal. Jose Mourinho was still a serious, yo, know, champions yeah. level manager, and they both failed it, and they failed largely down to the structure and the support that they've had. You put the structure in place, a fucking muppet can be successful, but a good manager. 
can be really successful, long-term successful. The talk about, because the big thing is, you know, they keep bringing up this United squad is the most expensive squad and all this kind of stuff. The reason it's the most expensive is that it's still got some of Fergie's players that he spent big money on. It's then got two of, it's still got Moyes' big signing. It's then got some of Louis van Gaal's big signings in. It's got Mourinho's ones. All that were trying to take apart the manager before. Same with Oli. You know, Oli spent big on Maguire and Varane. He's not got rid of the two centre-halves that Mourinho bought that he didn't like. So that's why we've got such a big... Yeah, and we just keep giving them new contracts. Yeah. That's why they're here for like 10 years. And yeah. that's the other thing is that we give contracts out f- with no merit to them. No, there joke. should be so many people who are like, you're no longer... Why are we even having contract talks? Like, I think you said it the other day, and it like Luke Shaw, like Marcus Rashford now. Like, there's just players that... I get you're going to be worried, like, oh, if this guy, you're because going to lose this guy in the way you lost Pogba, if we, but it if doesn't we put, work um, like that. A five-year contract on Luke Shaw and on Marcus Rashford, those contracts will be worth 70, 80 million, somewhere in that sort of region, yeah. over that sort of time. We get to put that into some accounting software somewhere. Um, because, of the way our de- yeah, because of the way our debt is structured, um, and I found out this doing my own accounts, like, you can... Um, you can have equipment, I don't know if this is the correct terminology for this, but you can have equipment and assets and stock and you don't have to put them in to your accounting immediately. You can put percentages in. So as an example, we've put 50% of our equipment into our accounts this year and 50% will go in next year. So it was all bought last year though. But yeah, but you can do this because it allows you to sort of manipulate what your profits are over two years. So the reason that the board are doing this with contracts is because there is a value associated with that contract. Now, from a football point of view, Mata, Matic, all these fucking people are blitzing our wage bill. But from the, and this is the problem, the club has been run on a financial spreadsheet sort of fucking manner. They go, well, look at the value of this. And then they can borrow against that or they can get preferential rates against that. What I think Richard Arnold seems to have done is he's consulted the ex-players. You know, he's asked the right questions. It will remain to be seen whether he acts on them, but all intents and purposes, I think he was fairly um, on board with the appointment of Ralph Radnick. I think him and Woodward were kind of sharing a job a little bit after Ed resigned following the Super League thing. Um, I think you know the appointment of Murta and Fletcher was something that he had a hand in, if not you know a, a rubber stamping of. Um, he's been at the club a long time, but if all he does is rubber stamp football people's decisions, he will be a good CEO. Martin Edwards was a bit tight, but all he did was rubber stamp football people's decisions and made them justify them. And he was a great chairman in the grand scheme of things. And if all Richard Arnold does is that, he will be a success. And if he's a success, it's because the football team has been a success. And there, there is a way for this Manchester, despite the Glazer ownership, there is a way for, the, because of the size of us, for United to be profitable, entertaining, and successful on the pitch. But you've got to get that balance right. And there's a lot of things that you have to get right to do that because you're competing in probably the most, at the top end at least, the most fucking difficult league to compete in. Yeah, I think absolutely. though as well, we're, we're in a time now and we're seeing it where the marquee signings don't do it anymore, where you just like sign the big name, and that's it. Like back in the day, you'll just sign one big name like Rude, for example, and he's just banging in goals for years and you rely on him. Whereas now I feel like you're building teams like Liverpool now 
Of course, they got like, the big sign of like 30, that, 40 mil, 30, 40 but mil. We added Rude to fucking Keen, Skulls, Gigs, Beckham. Yeah. Like, it wasn't, we just signed Rude. No, but it was. It but was I mean, a couple of those guys were aging, wouldn't you say? Like, Keen was going low key. What, 2001? He wasn't going. It just, kind of, it, yeah, it just sure. kind of, it just kind of, it didn't fall off yeah, very quickly. It just stopped very quickly because everything. Yeah. He could have kept going. His last season, he was a bit. He was exposable, but he could have been played. That was the first season I remember. Yeah. I mean, you saw when he went to fucking season. Celtic and he was like, yeah. yeah. Uh, loads of super chats here to go through. Because uh, he just put 20 quid and said, have some beers on me, lads. Hopefully a better Joe, we're going Thank for some you. beers. We, we will. Are. We are going to have well, some Abdul's not. He's fasting, so he's just having one. Yeah, so. Uh, Peter Kelly said, bit too far into the future to say, but say Ten Hag stays beyond five years and wins three titles, Champions League and all this kind of stuff. Is that enough time for Rooney to learn his trade and come in to replace him? Do you think Rooney's up there somewhere down the line? I think been well impressive, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah he has literally got, out of the 92 jobs in the Football League, Wayne Rooney's is the hardest. Yeah, And he's, he's doing all right. He ain't going to keep him up. I just think, yeah. No, he's run out of time now. But like, uh, fuck me, impressive job. Not only that, Sir Alex Ferguson... Sam Allardyce, who gets a lot of shit, but Sam Allardyce is a fucking visionary, right? Um, I think Harry Redknapp's had a fucking stab at it. Warren Joyce had a stab at it. Who was his fucking gaffer in Italy? Ravels, uh, uh, Lazio. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Ravels. I'm not sure. Either way, ain't nobody been able to get a tune out of Ravel Morrison in his entire career. Nobody. And when, Wayne Rooney's got him playing week in, week out and performing. That's some horse whisperer shit. Do you think there's something there that he's maybe a bit more relatable? Because Rooney's not... He's a bit what, of a bad lad. No, but I think <laughs> no, but he's someone that goes, look, mate, I managed to do it. I managed to play to a top level and do that. Because I mean Rio talks about that with and Ravel talks about that when he was on with, with Macca going, there wasn't really anyone there that I related to, you know, in the coaching staff. And even Sir Alex didn't have someone to talk to me. Whereas Rooney probably goes, Look, I know you want to go out. I want you, I know you want to do this. I've done it. Might Just Towed it down on a Tuesday night. No just matter what it was. I mean, fucking Sam Allardyce would have a pint of wine having a shit. So, like, he's got to have been relatable yeah, elsewhere. Yeah. He's got to have had people that can relate to him. But no, I'm, I'm not saying it's... But he's Rooney's done, done a really good job with it. The, what he's done with Ravel and what he's done with Derby. And it's literally like, can I sign any players? No. And the ones you can have signed... Can I get signed, along? No. <laughs> the one you have signed, we have to get let go of like Jagielka and stuff because we just can't afford them anymore. Yeah, just... Absolute fucking horrendous um, circumstances. Avanav Verma has said, Woodward did nonsense for 10 years because in his head he thought the Super League would have be a reality. I think that, that was what he's building towards. Yeah, it could that be. That was everything. Uh, and Ahmed's put in, as excited rumours of a deputy director of football are, it doesn't sound true. You'd expect them would sign a deputy director of football before the manager to help with the process if it was true. Now, the only thing with that is that if you've got Ralph in there that is the, uh, don't worry, whoever this guy's got, if it's Mitchell comes in, if Ralph's drawing the picture, he doesn't need it doesn't need to be in an order. This no, because the a lot of people won't like this because we we've all grown up with a Fergie template. But Fergie was director of football, really. He had a, he had a finger on what was going on in the academy. He was making signings. Yeah. He was planning five years in the future. And guess what? No one was fucking sacking him. So he was the director of football. 
Whereas nowadays, it is a bit more of a head coach director of football kind of uh, mm -hmm. dichotomy. Yeah. So I think if you have your director of football team, and that's why I've said it, you know, if, if Ten Hag stays here five to 10 years, he's been a success. He ain't getting five to 10 years unless he's won s substantial no. things. But if he is here five to 10 years, and we are in the process of Atuchel or Anagelsman or the next, you know, Germanic fucking manager that's got this style mm -hmm. of football that fits what we've got, we will be more successful because we're appointing managers on a trend. Like, look at how easy it's been for Javi to just fucking slide into Barcelona because 60% of the squad kind of knew what he was um, jabbering on about anyway. And they're like, oh yeah, I, I did that on the academy. Don't worry about it. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. And it's the same, you get a new manager in and they're like, hey lads, I want you to press high. And they're like, yeah, we do that. And they're like, and we want you to play on the halfway line. Like, yeah, we do that. And they're like, we want you to get it forward in about two or three passes. And like, yeah, we do that. Anything else? No? All right, sound. <laughs> That's it. Uh, Matthew Hill said, lads, love the show and watch every week. But Jay needs to come back and put his foot down. This is too much modern football. Check. I know, isn't it? There. Fucking hell. You've lads. done really well, Steve. <laughs> Really I spoke to well. an adult all day. No, so you've decided to talk. <laughs> I was expecting this to be utter nonsense today. I think you were as well. It was meant to be. Meant to be proper nonsense today. This time, yeah. This time, yeah. There will be some nonsense. There's not that much time. There's not much time. You can talk about some old football if you want to. About what? Old football. Relive anything? Anything you've watched on repeat this week? Any daft book you've read? Anything you've ordered off Amazon? A book that doesn't have anything written on the back of it? Nonsense, no? I might throw a statement out. Uh-oh, here we go. Go on. Tune in next week and I'll explain to you why Stephen Gerrard was Scott McTominay with better PR. Wow, that'll be a fun one. <laughs> why? No, I'm not going to say why, because that's the video, have you, seen have you seen Scott McTominay, Stephen Gerrard trying to dribble with the ball? It's not great, is it? All I'm going to say is, be open-minded... <laughs> And think about what I just said. And Ethan, clip that right now. Right? I want that. Think about, I want post. you to think about the type of passing range that they have. I want you to think about passion merchants, right? Let's be honest. I want you to think about what they offer defensively. I think what, what they offer offensively, both capable of the spectacular. And the fact Jordan Henderson's better than Steven Gerrard. Or better Liverpool captain than Steven Gerrard. That would be a full That's funny, isn't it? All I'm going to say, tune in next week when I may or may not drop that video. What's your make of his, him as a manager, Stephen Gerrard? Because he's yeah, Rangers, Rangers is one thing, but he's it's not done great at Villa. But again, it's midway through a season. Can you really tell much? I don't think you can tell a lot about him, to be honest. Akira played for Paddock last season, uh, was managed by him at under 18s. He's a United fan. Yeah. And I was like, tell me, tell me his shit. And he was like, that's no, pretty fucking good, you know. And I was like, oh, I didn't want to hear that. <laughs> yeah, it's not really what you want to hear. But. Yeah, and he did, he did bits in, in Scotland. Again, I don't know what the conversion rate of that is you know, no. at, at all. Um, managing in the Premier League with anyone outside the top six is an absolute minefield. Again, you know, you're fighting one-handed for the most part. Yeah. I, I really don't like... It's not like Villa haven't spent, though. I mean, their squad sick. They spent that Grealish money pretty well, didn't they? Yeah. And yeah. I think that was why... Um, He's done well with that round. he got a bullet. Smith. Yeah, he got a bullet because he wasn't performing to... You know, the, the money spent raised the expectations. It's a bit like Ollie this year. The money spent raised the expectations. You've got Varane, you've got Ronaldo, you bring Sancho in. Our expectations are different now. And actually, we didn't even meet last year's level. 
We no. fucking dropped. But you're seeing that a lot. And I think this is the talk about, there's a lot of talk about Arteta at the minute, how good he's done. And they're not guaranteed top four yet. So eighth, eighth, fifth could happen for them. And, and that's not, even with an FA Cup isn't great. No, we know you're a But football. the next thing is, Arsenal and Manchester United need to be, how do you get from this level to City Liverpool and compete for titles and winning stuff and, and looking that good? And Arsenal are a long way off that. As as United were last year, we all admitted that. Oli, I think, threw the dice and went, if I sign Varane and Ronaldo, even if I don't get that midfielder, I might get there. Something might happen. It might clip. Ronaldo might drag us through it. Didn't happen. It just didn't happen. Did, did happen. It didn't happen in the slightest. Are you sure? Yeah. I've, I've sure slept since, like, but... Did we not? No. No, we might finish behind Wolves, you know. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but he had to gamble. There's a point you have to go, we have to try and win it. You can't just keep ticking yeah. along. I mean, I've been at the casino. You have to go. I've had my ass locked <laughs> me every single fucking time. Yeah. Um, I know I'm all about gambling. Do you know what? When <laughs> when that moment happened, when Ronaldo bagged like against Newcastle, it just dawned on me. I'm like, what if we shit after this? Is this worth <laughs> it? Like, is this worth it? You're a dickhead. And it was worth it. Why was you thinking <laughs> that in the middle of that moment? Because I was thinking, no, was after to be we might win everything. No, I was thinking that, but then I was also thinking that. I also think I was like, a this is a bit too good. Like, we can't just get Ronaldo I mean, like this. It was fucking no, class. And the other thing is, take me back and I'll say it all again. This I, season has been yeah. some bits you go, do you know what? I mean, it's not worth it overall, but it was sometimes you go, that was like that mega bad. Not in the last three months, Ron. The Tottenham goal. Five months. The Tottenham game. Was mega. Was it, not gonna lie. Some Atalanta. of the Champions League winners was mega, and for as mm. much as it doesn't make up for finishing seventh, <laughs> it was all right. It was fun for a bit. Oh, At least this, we got that. Just the, it was this season year. has been grim. At least we got that. Oh it was fun God. for a bit. Liverpool anyway. five now. <sighs> no, don't remind me of that. <laughs> I can't believe that. No, don't around. talk about that. that. I'd rather have a fucking prostate exam than have to think about that. <laughs> you got to play in a few. Weeks. That was a dark I know. day, man. I think I'd rather a fucking book a prostate exam than watch that. Midweek, Tuesday night. Tuesday night. It? It's a Tuesday night, which is Tuesday never night. Bum fingering. What if we? What if we what? What if we ruin it? Like we're not going to do it though. What? Van Dyke gets sent off a minute in for doing what? Because he takes Garnacho out. <laughs> for, doing, for, for doing yeah for doing what because yeah, he's not going to have be, to make a fucking tackle is it because they're not going to get into their do you know what's weird is that even, but even the Jose you thought do you know what we just shit I'll say nil nil out of this lot sit back oh, and nil, do nil, nothing win. Jose get nil nil win yeah. but Oli would go and try and win I don't know what the fuck Ralph's going to do Ralph's going to go double false nine <laughs> don't Bruno double ball again yeah, I'm so do. sick of watching that it's just, I don't get what he's trying to do Against do you know what City I think Ralph's mad. been a fucking really good appointment for exposing a lot of things trying a lot of things I think what he's done which we're not expecting him to do has been a bit of a director of football a bit of a guiding light for the things that need to be fixed at the club but his big games has been fucking poo well that Leicester game yeah, the other day didn't make games, any sense City game Oof. Le Leicester have been struggling with like dealing with pace on the break and especially like in the center of the pitch and you go and play Alanga and fucking Sancho on the touchline and Pogba and Bruno not knowing what they're doing in the middle like not that could have played Pogba that. on the left it probably yeah. would have been effective and, and throw someone different down the middle I don't know why he refuses to try Sancho on the right honestly it's just... that's been a weird one hasn't it because Sancho's good when like he drives with the ball into the center and then like your left-sided player moves in and then you almost got two plays to aim for you always done that Dortmund is it something to do with the fullback, maybe? No. Tracking I, back, though. Do you think I it's think, something where Tellers and, you know, I Shaw think him and Delo wouldn't be more. bad. Like, because I, I think Delo's actually technical compared to Wambasaka. Like, I'm fucking competent. technical compared yeah. to Wambasaka. <laughs> like, he's competent <laughs> to some level. And he actually comes out 
quick to stop the ball on, on the halfway line. So I feel like that wouldn't be a bad thing to test. It's just that oh, no. Ralph sees Sancho as a left-sided player. He does. As that as well, if, if you wanted Rashford to get back into some sort of form, it would have helped to play him in his favour. Sorry, dude, isn't it? N- null and void the last three seasons. And just Fair enough, can you do that, can't we? Do yeah. that. So we're getting a new club next season, new director, new manager, Start again. new everything. Yeah, so just void the last three seasons because we didn't have that. New ground. Start again. Apparently. Absolutely. Is that everything? We're all done? Yeah. We're all done for today. Thank you very much. If you've not already, click the link in the description, go to manscaped.com and use code Housen. That's his name, spelled like H-O-W-S-O-N. Go and use that code, check us out and get all that good Shave stuff. your balls, you dirty animal. Shave your balls. Make sure you're doing that. That's what shave someone else's balls. We don't. All we friends. Don't, we don't make the rules. No, that has been the brew. It's been Abdul. It's been Steve. I've been Alex. That's been everything. See you later. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic. When I can, I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.